Actually, music in general is a very good way to take over an environment in an invisible way. So if you're in an office that is stressful or if, you know, you're not enjoying, you know, where you're living, if you put some really good tunes on, then that's a way of sort of taking control of your environment in quite a positive way. You're very welcome to this month's episode of My Week in Tunes. This is Daniel Hanlon and once a month on Dundalk FM, every second Saturday of the month, I get together with a very special guest who tells me about their week in tunes. The songs that get them through the week, the tunes they like, the position that music takes in their lives essentially and the songs that get them through their lives. So I have a very special guest this month. Um, she is a self-described flatulent dinkapod <laughs> capable of the greatest feats ever to vex mankind and also ignoring. Heralded as the first ever stink nest monster to be captured audibly. Endowed with both beauty and a trampoline you can borrow. She is none other than Catherine O'Hanlon, woman extraordinaire. Uh, so this is my wife, Catherine. <laughs> hello. Say hello to Dundalk. I already did. Hello. It's, it's Saturday night at 11 o'clock, so everybody in Dundalk's listening to you right now. Yeah, I know. So, um, Catherine, you are a farmer. You're running, you've started your own farm, you've started Jackdaw Farms, and you are a stand-up comedian when you can be bothered. <laughs> yeah, mostly farmer. And the first person that's ever asked to be described as flatulent in a radio introduction. Well, it's 11 o'clock on a Saturday in Dundalk. I just want everyone to know. You think people are trying to, people are after the scatological humor at this hour mm -hmm, of the night? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's uh, you're you've you've lowered the tone for the whole show mm -hmm. since 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 its inception. No one has been this low, bro. You're welcome. <laughs> so, I've been doing this show for a few months, and uh, you you expressed an interest in being on this show. No, I did not. I feel like you did. I didn't. I was just that you just needed a, another person, another body. I'm just a vessel. A vessel of what? A vessel of... Flatulence? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, the thing about you is, right, you've got a pretty varied taste in music. Do you think that's fair to say? Yeah, I find music in weird places. Yeah. So, you have introduced... Even on the radio, you've introduced me to music I've gone on the radio and passed off as my own discovery. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, quite a bit, actually. Uh -huh. Um Funny enough, some of that stuff isn't on your list. You're, this is even more... Well, I just thought, because I did wanted to surprise you with my list. You know all the songs. You've already taken credit for all the great music <laughs> and that I have discovered myself alone in the world, nay, the universe. But that's what everybody does. No one discovers things. It just You hear it from some other idiot and then put it on. No, not me. I, I, I self-discover all of them. There were nobodies before I found them. <laughs> oh, indeed. Really not. Well, let me see. So jazz legend Charlie Shavers was nobody <laughs> until you discovered him 60 years before your okay, birth. Okay, all right. Well, that's one exception on the list. <laughs> so, look, what, what kind of... You, you are up early. You're working on the farm and all that kind of stuff. What, does music, what role does music play in your life? I mean, I know, but the people listening don't know. Well, I like, I like uh, to dance. So I feel like I have uh, some dance songs are kind of dumber. I have lower standards than you for, 
for some music because if it's good to dance to, I like it. Okay. And then I grew up in a jazz house, so I like jazzy stuff. I like folk. That's to see in, in some parts of the world that's considered abuse. What? To gr- grow up in a jazz household. Oh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell my mom and dad. Um, uh, and then, I don't know, I like music to just, I just have to like it. It's not a criteria. No well, criterium. No, but that's, well, that's not really what I meant. What I meant was, what role does music play in your uh, life? role. I suppose it's my friend. <laughs> well, you have to have at least one, don't you? I don't know. I just find it, and then sometimes I listen to it, and sometimes I don't. So... What I get the guests to do every month is we break it down by days and I ask what song gets them through particular days. Or if you were to pick a, a, a Thursday song or a Friday song, mm-hmm. what would that song be? Okay, so Monday for me, though, is the weekend. You work weekends and during mm-hmm. the week you do kind of tend to take it easy on a Monday. Yeah. As your Monday song, um, because there was a version of this list earlier today. Yeah. And I don't think there's any songs left from it. No. It's... it's well, because you've already stolen them. They're all yours now. Danny, man, the music man. So I had to go through... And look, I liked those other songs on the other list. You can have me on again when I'm asked back by all the fans. And then I can give that list. You gotta keep them wanting more. So the tune that you've picked as your Monday song, the song that gets Catherine O'Hanlon through her difficult Mondays, is Timeless Form and Formless Time by Rafter. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want to give us a bit of background on this? Where did you first hear it? So I remember when SoundCloud was kind of bigger and you could like follow various bands and they would like suggest music on there and that was one of that's how i heard about rafter so i ordered the album based on like one of the songs that they played and then i would listen to it in the car and then when i worked on the farm uh, one farm in uh, upstate new york we used to listen to it when we were boxing up vegetables so it's like a song that kind of gets you going okay well let's take a blast of this so this is rafter and timeless form and formless time timeless form formless time For original thought 
I remember you playing that at some point. I do that. The song does sound familiar. Yeah, it's my favorite song on the album. I, the rest of the album is pretty good, but that one would definitely be my favorite. So that was that was Rafter. So I again, I'd never heard of Rafter. I don't know. I don't know how people hear of Rafter. How would mm, that happen? I have no idea. I mean, I don't even check on SoundCloud anymore. This is the thing. I I hear songs, snippets of songs in movies. I mean, I'm sure lots of people do hear them in movies, and then as well as that in commercials, and then just like randomly I'll come across something online. And then someone might tell you about something. I don't know. I find music in weird ways or like radio shows sometimes, but I'm not like actively searching. You're not on the hunt per Mm-mm. se. No. No, I know what you mean. Most people aren't. I think most people come across stuff they like on the radio and then they hunt it down or, they, or it hunts them down sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just... Like we've been listening to what would you want to, what would you call it national radio a little mm-hmm. bit more because we're driving into work in the mornings and at first i thought it was kind of nice because there was some decent stuff in the charts and i was hearing a lot of those songs for the first time and then in the space of two weeks you might hear something 50 times yeah so it kind of forced us to your cd collection it's nice to listen to full albums again yeah i think that is a change like uh definitely with spotify and all these apps where you can like jump around and also you get super obsessed on the apps of like finding a better song you know well like, it's like channel surfing yeah it's, it, you it's know. like there's got to be something better out there than what i'm listening to right now yeah it you does know? happen you don't commit it, you don't commit it's true so um we lived in Dundalk. I, I was born in Dundalk, but you and I lived in Dundalk for quite a while. You must. You moved over from. We met in Galway. Yeah. We we met in Galway at yeah, a stand up open mic night. If you remember correctly, yeah. Yeah, and then we we you went back to America for a while, but when you came back after a few months in Galway of realizing, oh, we're definitely not going to get jobs here. We moved back. You had a job in Scaries, and I was living in Dundalk, and then we were both living in Dundalk for a while. Uh huh. So. What could be more Dundalk than your Tuesday song? And that is uh, TPM, The Boys oh, yeah. on the Dole. I remember, so we heard them for the first, well, at least I heard them for the first time. Maybe you heard them before. But we had moved to Michigan and then decided to come back. And we did like a comedy gig. It was a really cool show. And then we went downstairs and TPM were play, playing. And I just remember being like, we're back. <laughs> We're definitely back in Dundalk. There is a radio edit of the song. Now, to me, the radio edit makes the makes the swearing stand out even more. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you're easily offended, then I, you know, I don't know what way this is going to fly. But it's eleven o'clock at night, so whatever. We are playing the radio edited version of this. We're not playing. There are swear words coming up, so plug your ears or just commit. Well, even worse, there's implied swear words coming up, which I think is is even more like effective than. Than real ones. Than actual swear words, yeah. So, uh, this is all, all the boys on the dole, uh, the radio edit. Hello, this is Mary O'Reilly from the Department of Social Welfare. <laughs> 
and boat takes that I have to be The woman in the window harassing me Why can't you get a job and be like me? You know I'm wishing that the window would break Cause I wanna smash in my f***ing face Always a struggle in this hole The boys on the fast cause the boys in the door Anytime you heard that, you were married to a boy on the doll. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's a it's a weird one because like obviously I before we moved here I wouldn't have known what the doll or the FOSS course is. But there's something nice about being in on all that, and then as well as that, like just like jamming out to something that totally doesn't apply to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. You feel kind of out of place, but also like I don't know. It just made me feel like I'm home. You know, there's yeah. something about it. Yeah, that, that well, that's great, and it's. Like I, like we were, we were just listening to the radio. I, I'm not sure how radio edited that is. I feel mm. like it's just as impactful. But yeah. if it's got radio edit written beside it, then we are we are going ahead with it. Um, you come from quite a musical family. Yeah, my mom was a well, is a jazz vocalist. Uh, my dad dabbles in trumpet. Yeah, and um, and he's mostly just really good at embarrassing you. And then my sister is a um, a musician in Brooklyn, New York, and she's actually just put out uh, an al- an album. We will be getting to that. Yeah. There is. Uh, I think we're going to have a track from that album on one of the other days of the week. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Oh, it's sorry. only Wednesday. Well, you asked me about it, so well, I can't say my family's musical and skip my sister. <laughs> That's true. It was, that, that was bad planning on my part. I should have asked you before Wednesday. Just so unprofessional. I know, yeah. But we're, we're sitting in my kitchen. Our kitchen. And I played music as well, but I definitely don't think I'm as musical as the rest of my family. I more just appreciate it. Look, well, I, I think the fact that you've got such a jazz element in your taste in music definitely comes from your mother because that's the stuff she sang, right? Well, they, my parents, I feel like, had like three jazz CDs and they were just played on repeat at nauseum and um and like it was kind of a thing we would do sitting down to dinner and so now i just like associate certain kinds of jazz music with like a classy dinner and my mom always liked to have really low lighting at dinner so just be like candlelight candlelight and jazz at dinner Man, you know, my house was not like that. And, then, and poop talk, lots of poop talk. Yeah, you do. You, you, the potty humor is a big thing in your yeah. family. Um, 
It's uh, and if you don't, if you're not into it, if you don't get on that wavelength, you can feel a little bit left out or disgusted. <laughs> yeah. One or the other. Well, no one asked you. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. What's Wednesday like for you? Um, I mean, it's midweek. You have the day off, so we get to spend. We get to sleep in, which is which in. is not something we get to do very often. Today we got to go for a walk in the forest. Yeah. to get drenched. Yeah, we get to hang out. You make a big breakfast, so I like Wednesday. For your Wednesday song, you've picked uh, "Echoes of Harlem" by Charlie Shavers. Okay. The reason I picked this one is because because we're at home and usually we have a big breakfast and a nice dinner. And so it's kind of like my day to remember having jazz dinners at my mom and dad's. Jazz dinners. They sound awful. There's now, an experimental jazz chef in there. We've gotten in a bad habit where we just watch TV while we eat instead of listening to music. But we keep telling ourselves that one of these days when we eat dinner, we're just going to have a record on. Yeah, exactly. It well, never happens. It never happens. I did it one day and you came down and I had food ready and I had, I think I might have even had this record playing and you were like, oh, let's, let's just watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Look, we'll be better people later. Yeah, plenty of time for improvement. Yeah. Later. Uh, right late. now, Netflix. So I feel like was did you? We both worked in a record shop when we were living in the states. Yeah. We worked in Full Circle Record Shop in Holland, yeah, so Michigan. Usually, what I would do, well, I just held down that job till you got there. I took the, the job came up because my friend was leaving, and so I applied for the job just so that when you got over to the states, that could be the job you took. I was not really interested. I'm not the person to be working in a record store. No, you were terrible. Because I know everything obscure and nothing that everyone else knows. And then as well as that, I was working full time during the week with all women who, and I was like the manager. So, and then at the weekend, I was this record store girl and men do not take a blasé woman in a record store very seriously no no it was they, they were not the best examples no. of my gender that were coming into no. that record shop yeah and so like guys would come in and be like oh is uh what's that guy's name what was the owner the manager's name that was john oh yeah okay so they would be like oh is john not in and i'd be like no he's not in and they'd be like oh i'll just come back later to ask him about a record and i'd be like i can google I know how to Google. That's all he was doing. Yeah, so it was really annoying. Like on a regular basis, I would kind of get spoken down to, and then during the week, I'd be back in charge of like a crew of ten people. So you went from being looked down on in a record shop for not knowing whether or not they had physical graffiti in stock, and then like the next day, you would be literally like controlling a whole farm. Yeah, because it's like because the roles of men and women have really changed and I feel like women have like stepped into these roles that were more traditionally men and and it's really empowering but it's weird the way that men can still like be sexist and misogynist it's just like in these really lame avenues now like these nerdly little spaces where you get <laughs> spoken down to in like a record store like like Okay, well, you might be able to hop up on a tractor and till a field, but do you know who the bassist, the original bassist of, I don't even, U2 is? Well, there's only been one. It's a bad example. Okay, but. sorry. <laughs> well, that's why I wasn't the good person to be working there. Because I, I, I don't know, because I'm just not a, 
I'm not a person like I just men like delve into that that stuff a little more than women do I'm no no I'm not speaking for all women I do not delve into stuff that much and just so many of those guys just knew every weird little thing about every band we're gonna go with your tune this is Echoes of Harlem and this is Charlie Shavers Thank you. 
I don't think Spotify has quite handled how to um, to notate or you know catalog classical and jazz music just no, yet. No. It's no good. It, it's yeah, no good. it wouldn't be the place to listen to jazz music if you're gonna. No, you gotta get yeah. if you if you, it's jazz is your thing. You you gotta get yourself a turntable. Yeah, definitely. Because there's just like that that album. I looked on Spotify for this and I couldn't even find that. So well, is. I mean, it's probably part of a different thing on Spotify, but it's not. I think when this stuff came out as well, albums weren't really the, the thing. So this stuff was kind of repackaged years later, and there's different compilations and yeah. different this. And it's not like, you know, like Miles Davis kind of blue is its own thing, yeah. whereas most jazz musicians weren't really making albums, as far as I know. That could be absolute nonsense. Yeah, you just talk just, just making just making sounds at my up. face. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. Go back to those gold sounds. So what we're going to do now is you, um, in a shocking, vile act of nepotism, have picked your sister to be on this list. Yeah, so this is an album that she just released. And what kind of sister would I be if it wasn't on my list? Um, So she has definitely got her own sound. This album especially is kind of about the environment and the environmental crisis so it takes a lot of its inspiration from there were you encouraging as a as an older sister no, i was not i was a mean older sister you're a mean old so yeah. your younger sister is in there trying to learn songs and be a musician well she always just sang with this voice that i didn't like it bothered me so i would i would be like what are you doing <laughs> sing with your voice and I would just bother her, even though, like, I talk in, like, 30 different voices from one minute to another. Yeah, so. yeah I was just going to say. But, uh, yeah, and so, and then a lot of times if she was singing something, I would be singing poop. So uh, did she take any of your mean-spirited advice to heart? Or No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I think the, I think she probably either got tough skin or, you know, learn not to take herself too seriously. Well, she's, we... she's out in the mean streets of Brooklyn now, <laughs> right. trying to make her way in the world of music. So mm-hmm. we'll take a track off this. The album is called Seed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And uh, this is Evelyn Francis, and the track is called Spin. Keep from falling over 
Just go slowly. Start from your toes. Don't be shy. Please, you can say that you try. Try. Watch me fall Lost control Lost my balance Fall Will you fall with me? Maybe it won't hurt so bad if we go Like the leaves go Start from your toes, close your eyes Some things get easy with time Time It's lucky she took all the wonderful advice you gave her, or there might not even be an album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so really, it should be like album written by Evelyn Francis and Catherine O'Hanlon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think you have had far greater a reach on this album than maybe even her. <laughs> <laughs> so she is um, playing music in Brooklyn at the minute. I, they, you know, they, this this show is a worldwide reach. You know that, don't you? So. Yeah. Someone has the potential to be listening to this in the States. So if you see a poster in the place Probably for Evelyn Francis, if you're dad. in Brooklyn, then go and check her out. In this week of tunes of ours, you're getting into the weekend now. It's Friday. Yeah, but it's not a weekend for me. So that's when it starts to get busy for me because I have Friday, I, I do the Dundalk Farmer's Market from 10 to 3. If you're there, 10 to 3 on a Friday. In the square. Coming by a carrot or whatever. <laughs> Jack Jaw Farm. Um... And so I have to be up really early to get there on time and to make sure I harvest everything on the day. So I have to get up early enough to get that all done and then drive there and set up. Um, and then once Friday's over, I'm working at the weekend, so I need to be real pumped. <laughs> Is that how you are at the weekend? Well, I mean, I just need to be more pumped than I am. 
So the tune you have for your Friday song is Never Better by P.O.S. Yeah. Do you want to give this a little bit of background? Yeah, I don't know. I just think the guy is really cool. I think there's something about rap that's like can convey that really raw emotion a little better than maybe some of the other genres of music, at least I find. And especially when it's like kind of anger or anxiety. I feel like that is what uh, is a sign of good art. I think there's like two things that art should do. It should either make you forget about your own BS and take you out of it and bring you into like a collective experience, uh, which I feel like happens a lot in like a crowd at a comedy show. Yeah. And then the other thing is what I feel like with what POS does, where it's like it takes you into their experience for just a second. And even though this man, POS, the rap artist, is living an extremely different life with different struggles and different privileges and lack of privileges than me, it's ex- it, it just puts me in his shoes even if it's just a tiny bit. Dragging a lake, dragging a kettlebell, nothing ever gets done. Nothing ever just makes so much dismantle, nothing ever gets done. Never people in place, every never is now, every never is now. Find a base, hold your space like a Spartan. Never fill in the blanks, let them hang in the ranks, let them crowd up. Never cut to the chase, let's skip to the bullets and blades, watch them get loud. Take a title to credits, every never is now, every never is now. Clear a space, let it out. Okay, true with the trap, just a hobby of fact, an option to counter the doubt. I'm so cozy without, watch them gather what's haunted and shove in their mouth. See the trouble, this humble is over, where modesty suffers it out. Honesty tougher than tissue is now, leather is gone with the horse and the plow. Never better when better won't do, bet on that, they gon' peddle the cure. Coca-Cola give homage to who? Words subvert, subdue, let them sell it to you, you, you. Nothing's better than aiming at nothing and hitting your mark. Everyone's famous, now we can just sit in the dark and wait. Dragging a lake, dragging a kettlebell, nothing ever gets done. Ay. So quick of the day, so quick of the show and tell. Everybody is number one, never nothing for you, huh? Every never is now. Take two and call. When you need a few more, you can beat it. They don't, they don't sleep, they don't need it. Killing the shakes, keeping the spins, huh? Nothing ever gets done. So carry the weight, now carry the burden. Nothing ever gets done. Never no one for you, huh? Every never is now. Never is now. Every never is now. Every never is now. Dragging a lake, keeping the cool clothes, nothing ever gets done. Skipping the chains, keeping the fool's gold. Everybody's so shiny and new, new, new. Look at you, you got so much to show for the work you put in. Look at you, you, you stay helping yourself, fill up on the bread. That's how they get you. I have sometimes getting into hip-hop is that when something's playing I'm not necessarily picking out every single word Mm -hmm. you know I'm kind of just sort of getting taken away by it and I'm just sort of I'm into it in terms of sound more so than picking out what people are actually saying sometimes so in a weird way what happens is at the end of the track I'm like I I don't know what that I really liked it but I have no idea what it was about or I can't remember you know I don't think you have to listen to every single word but I used to like listening to POS walking around Buffalo oh yeah because you spent your sort of 
college years and your sort of early 20s in Buffalo, yeah, New York. and Buffalo, is, I feel like, is kind of like angry. And I've P- been there. It's POS a- sounds pretty angry in that. And it was just kind of the perfect album to listen to when um, I would walk around the park in the morning <laughs> in the snow. Now this, uh, so we're coming up on your Saturday song. You're still at work, unfortunately. Yeah. Do, doing the thing. And this is a an artist or a band or whatever you want to call it that you definitely introduced me to that I got into. Um, he had a really good, great album out last year. Now, I don't think this song isn't from anything that recently. No, because now he's just... Uh, he's just Jeff just Rosenstock Jeff, now. Uh, Jeff Rosenstock, yeah. But he started his musical life as Bomb the Music Industry. It yeah. was a, a like it was a band, but it was I think it was one of these bands where it was an ever changing yeah. cast of really members. Really anti-establishment, but then just like all these anti-establishment things, they realize if I'm gonna make a living, I'm gonna <laughs> need, have to join the establishment. I need to start charging money yeah. <laughs> because he was like, he was I think he did it even before Radiohead. He just said he he tried to make it in a few. He was in a ska band, which is kind of his own fault. Really, no one made him be in a ska band. So basically, he and his band bombed the music industry that he had after his ska band, which I can't remember the name of. They put all, they would make albums and put them on their website for free. Yeah. They'd say, you can have these for free. If you want, you can throw, throw us the money. There was like a donate button there, but you don't have to. You can have all of this for free. Mm-hmm. So they went on and they would make their money on tour. Now, the thing is, they didn't make any money. <laughs> Like it was, it was a noble experiment, but it, like they, there is a, a really good documentary, which I, I can't remember what it's called either, but they made, someone made a really good documentary about this guy and all the guys in his band are all going, yeah, this has to, I can't keep doing this. Like yeah. I need to be able to pay my rent. And- I feel like it came out when like torrenting was really big and everyone was kind of convinced that like, if you give it away for free, it's good. I don't know. Like I remember... So I heard about Bomb the Music Industry through my high school boyfriend. Um, and I feel like there was just like this group of people in high school and college who were really into just basically stealing music, TV, and films. And they were all convinced that like actually it's better for the artists. Well, that's handy, isn't it? <laughs> the thing I liked about Jeff Rosenstock and those guys, though, was that they, Radiohead were millionaires doing that. Mm-hmm. Jeff Rosenstock was not a millionaire. No. He was just a musician. You know, he was a young guy and he was just trying to make his way in music. I'm sure he had other jobs while all this was going on. And he literally tried to do it from the, you know, from the grassroots up. I mean, like if you've already got your money made and like in the, in the situation that Radiohead are in, like your songs are in films and like you're done. Like you sold millions of copies of these CDs. You're all right. Like. Whereas Jeff was starting from the bottom. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what it proves then. Like, does torrenting only help the rich who are already famous? I don't like, know. It do, I, It just doesn't seem to make the little guy help the little guy. It just seems to always. But then every form of marketing. Yeah, or... is the same way. It well, just... I think what's going to happen is that like. The, I think musicians are getting supported now even more so than they were maybe two or three years ago because I know there's Spotify but there's also vinyl and you know all that's kind of coming back a little bit so I think people are supporting these musicians again I just don't think there's there's not going to be that Lady Gaga money floating around anymore you know I think all that is, is done with you know mm-hmm. unless you're not just a singer you're several other things like you're like in lady gaga's situation you might be in a terrible film so we're gonna take this is your saturday song catherine 
And this is Campaign for a Better Weekend by Bomb the Music Industry. Anyone who hasn't seen the documentary about Bond the music industry, I think it's called Never Not Tired. I think that's the name of the documentary. Look it up. It's it's a it's one of the better music documentaries out there. And I think in Europe, uh, people don't really know who this this Rosenstock character is. So yeah, actually, would, we should see if he ever comes over to Europe to gig. He does. He does. He plays in Dublin every couple of years. Yeah, um, I'd love to see. That would be. I'm putting that on my list. Well, I saw him when we, when we lived in Ithaca. I went to see him. Yeah, I know. I tried to get you to go with me, and you wouldn't. I know. And I went and stood in a, in a in a hall full of teenagers watching him. I can't remember why I didn't. I mean, probably it was because I was working two jobs. You, that well, I mean, that might have been it. Yeah, might have been the reason that I didn't go. I was just like, I feel like his songs really have like a working tired man sound to it. Like he's yeah. like, but also like maybe he has ADHD. <laughs> Well, the, the weekend I saw him, it was after, because we were living in the States when Trump got elected. Yeah. And it was that week. It was a few days after that. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And it was really, like, 
it was really cool because he was just like he the audience was all young the audience mm-hmm. was all 17 18 years old like you know and um and me and uh, he was all he was really uh he was saying don't worry guys we just gotta we gotta stick with each other and we'll help each other through this and all this and i remember thinking well if they've got a role model like him that's pretty good you know yeah. like he, he he comes across really well like i thought he did an amazing job of speaking to those young people and me that night <laughs> I just, I wanted to see him play and I got there and even the woman in the bar was like, oh, you're a lot older than all the people here. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not older than him, than Jeff Rosenstock. He's younger than, he's the same age as me. If, if, if he's 30, then it's all right for me to be here. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Uh, no need to get so upset about it. Well, I was because I was made to, well, look, I, there was one other guy there who was a little bit older than me, but he was definitely somebody's dad. Yeah. And like there was a big, a huge push up to the front of the stage where every people were just going nuts. And I was just kind of standing at the back going, well, at least they're away from me now. I don't, you know, anyway, your Sunday song. <laughs> so I heard an interview with this woman because I think she was she must have been releasing uh, an Iris album. Dement. Iris Dement. Yeah. And uh and it was a really interesting interview, and I liked pretty much every song of hers that they played. Um, so I downloaded the album that had just been released, which was called The Trackless Woods. The Trackless Woods. So so that was the album that was being released, uh, and the one they were playing on the radio. And then, after I listened to that album, I really... I went and I looked up all her other albums. And so this is actually from her other album lifeline the lifeline album is more folky and and then the the other album is kind of more like i don't know trippy and spacey it's still like folky for sure but i feel like her a little bit more psychedelic yeah because i think one is kind of like her a little older you know she's not like a super young woman or anything like that she's uh she's been doing this a while bag is what you're saying yeah no She's been doing this a while. She's experienced. So her voice and her, the singing, the things that she's putting out there are, is changing. Okay, well, I'm looking for... I don't know this song. I'm looking forward to hearing this. And I'm sure all of them Dundalk yeah. is looking forward to it so as well. So it, it's uh, the old gospel sh- ship. And I'm pretty sure it's about dying. Why'd you say it like that? Well, I don't know. Because, you know, that's what everybody thinks about on Sunday. Right? <laughs> so this is... Someone's listening to this now uh, coming up on midnight on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So here's a song about death to see you into Sunday. <laughs> to see you into Sunday. The day where you think about dying. <laughs> so uh, my guest this week has been Catherine O'Hanlon. She's taken us through her week in tunes. Say thanks or goodbye or something. Thanks very much. Instead of just breathing heavily. Goodbye. Like a so uh, I will be back with you on the second Saturday of next month with a new guest to take you through their week in tunes. Uh, this is Iris Dement with the old gospel ship. Have a good night. Cheerio.
Little girl.